the Miami Marlins make two moves uh, since the last time I recorded this podcast. One of them a really big splash, and the other one really going to help with the bullpen depth. We'll talk about all that. Break it down and more on the Marlins HQ podcast. Dirty stays uh, as well, and now this one is hit. Per- Ooh, oh, and Dale. count for Elder and for four innings, and now What's going on, everyone? Good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Welcome to the Marlins HQ podcast. I am Ryan Schlesinger, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Marlins Ryan. Thank you for making the Marlins HQ podcast a part of your day, and I hope everyone's having a great day because I know I am. I was having a great night last night because the Marlins made a huge trade. They traded two prospects for David Robertson. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But I'm going to start off with talking about the trade that was made before the David Robertson trade, which was made shortly after I finished recording my podcast, recapping the series, uh, the the Marlins two-game series in St. Petersburg, Citrus Series, the Marlins split against the Rays. And then uh, they started their kind of off day. It was a getaway day, 12 o'clock game. They were finished around 3 so they had the night off and then the full day off uh, yesterday, and now they're going to be back to business today against the Tigers for a three-game series to celebrate Miguel Cabrera, Venezuelan Heritage Day as well at the ballpark. But they started this uh, period of time off with making a trade for Jorge Lopez. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this graphic. But Marlins, according to Craig Mitch, the Marlins traded Dylan Floro to the Minnesota Twins for relief pitcher Jorge Lopez. This was later made official by the Miami Marlins. It is official. Jorge Lopez is a Marlin. And there's a lot to talk about with Jorge Lopez. Uh, The Marlins gave up Dylan Floro, who was on an expiring contract this offseason. It'll expire, and it's unlikely that the Marlins would have re-signed him. He's struggling this season, so why not trade him? It wasn't really talked about too much that he would be a trade candidate, and then it kind of just popped up, but I don't think a lot of people are against the Dylan Floro for Jorge Lopez trade. If you just talk about the Dylan Floro part, he had a great April, great beginning of May, and then he kind of started to drop off from there. Um, he's getting unlucky, but it's it's been rough. The batting average on balls in play against Dylan Floro is really high in favor of the hitters. It hasn't been good for Dylan Floro. Jorge Lopez is also struggling this season, so it's two struggling relief pitchers that have potential. Dylan Floro has been really good in the past. He was p- pretty good last year with the Marlins in 2022, recorded some saves. Uh, him and Tanner Scott were the closer for uh, several periods of time uh, last season. Uh, none of them really stuck in that closer role, and none of them are t- true closers, but um, Dylan Flora does have some experience in the closer role. Don't know if the Twins will use him there. Really don't care. What I care about is Jorge Lopez. He won't be closing games for the Marlins, but he will be really good in middle relief, maybe even the back end of the bullpen if he uh, starts pitching better once he makes his Marlins debut. Let's take a look at his baseball savant, because I like his savant. Um, again, the results aren't there. The average exit velocity off him uh, in the 14th percentile, not good. Hard hit percentile, uh, that's the 10th percentile. The expected slugging percentage off Jorge Lopez, 23rd percentile. Expected batting average, 18th percentile. And all those uh, bad results showing on his savant, they do 
translate to his um, non-advanced stats, to his standard stats. He has a 5.09 ERA this season. But you had nothing to lose by trading for him and taking a risk, considering how Joel and Florio's playing. But the Marlins must see something in Jorge Lopez. He's a righty, and he throws really hard. The only thing that's uh, dark red in Jorge Lopez's savant is his fastball velocity. That's the 92nd percentile, and you know you could get something going if you could maybe fix up his mechanics. If you got a guy who can throw that hard, he's top 10% in the league in terms of how fast his fastball is, then you know that he's got some potential. And he showed he did pitch really well last season. He was actually an all-star last season with the Baltimore Orioles, and then he got traded at the deadline of the Twins, and he never really pitched great with the Twins. But uh, with the Orioles, before prior to being traded at the deadline last year, so by the way, that's him, uh, Jorge Lopez gets traded in back-to-back deadlines. That's got to be weird for him, just constantly switching locations now two now three teams in two years but last year with the Orioles before the deadline a 1.68 ERA and he he was really lights out I mean the K per nine was 10.1 so he was averaging a little over a strikeout per inning pitched and that was by the way across 48.48 and one-third of an inning pitched so he was lights out, and he showed that he can be lights out, but he was just never that pitcher that the Twins thought he would be when they traded for him. So the Twins get a full calendar year of him, pretty much. They didn't like what they see. They give him up for the veteran Jorge Lopez. They give him up for the veteran Dylan Floro. Jorge Lopez also has experience. He's he's 30, not old uh, for a reliever, but not young. He made his debut in 2015 with the Milwaukee Brewers and did not pitch in the big leagues in 2016. Came back in 2017, pitched in just one game, and then he really broke out into the bigs permanently in 2018 where he pitched for the Brewers. He was, then he was traded to the Royals at the deadline in 2018. Um, so Jorge Lopez, he knows what it's like to be traded at the deadline, so hopefully he can adjust to the Marlins pretty fast to his new location, new guys around him, new ballpark, New Jersey, um, because he's already done this. This is his third time uh, getting traded at the deadline. Um, that's pretty much all we have on Jorge Lopez, but... I really like Lopez just adding some depth to this bullpen because this bullpen has really struggled recently. So it's great to see Kim Ang making these moves. And I think this is a, uh, you can't really lose a trade like this because Dylan Floro, his contract is expiring while Jorge Lopez, his contract goes up until 2024. So I don't think the Marlins will trade him this offseason unless he's absolutely awful. We'll see what they do with him. But if, if he pitches good or at least decent, we should see Jorge Lopez on the Marlins in 2024. He is not just a rental. Um, so so I do like this with Jorge Lopez. Anyways, let's move on to the big news, what everyone wants to hear about. The Marlins traded for David Robertson last night. He might be the best reliever on the market this trade deadline. Um, we don't know if David Bednar is going to be on the market from the Pirates, and um, we don't know if Several other guys are going to be on the market too. Josh Hader from the Padres. But David Robertson is the best reliever and probably the best player to get traded so far at the deadline. Maybe you could argue Lucas Giolito. But the numbers this season say, it's hard to compare a reliever to a starter, but the numbers this season say that David Robertson is better than Lucas Giolito. He's been one of the best closers in baseball. Filling in for uh, probably the best closer in baseball last year, I would say, uh, without a doubt, I don't even think you could argue with that. Edwin Diaz, who was dominant last year, he had one of the best seasons ever by a 
closer. Like, that's up with Mariano Rivera stuff. Um, what's his name? Padres. Um, why am I blanking now? Uh, Trevor Hoffman, former Marlin. He was before my time, so I blanked on him. He retired in 2010. But David Robertson, he, he filled in very well when Edwin Diaz went down in the World Baseball Classic, actually at Lone Depot Park, season-ending injury while celebrating a win for his country. And Robertson, a 2.05 ERA this season, 1.7 war, 4-2 and two record, although that doesn't, that does not really matter for um, relievers or closers in this case, and he has 14 saves, 48 strikeouts across 44 innings. So David Robertson has some really nice stuff, and if you want to go even more in-depth on this, you can look at his savant. He is 40th, the 40th percentile in average exit velocity, but uh, where it gets good is that his fastball spin is the 100th percentile. You don't see 100th percentile too much, so he has pretty much the best fastball spin in all of baseball. And that's kind of translated to the swing and miss stuff because his fastball velocity is only 46 percentile, so a tiny bit below average. But the swing and miss stuff is still really there. A whiff percentile, uh, a whiff rate percentile of 86%. Um, the K rate is 78th percentile. And the curve spin is also really good as well, 75th percentile. So towards the... Uh, towards the kind of the best uh, quarter of the league. And the chase rate, pretty good as well, 68th percentile. Expected batting average, 89th percentile. Expected slugging, 82nd percentile. Expected, uh, sorry, barrel rate, barrel percentage, 83rd percentile. And the walk rate, it, it's not great, but it's not bad. 57th percentile, about league average, which is fine. Um, he's 38 years old, very experienced pitcher. He knows how to pitch. Uh, to certain guys, only a one-time All-Star. Surprisingly, uh, that uh, that feels kind of weird, considering that he's a uh, that he has a 2.84 ERA in his career. But he's been on a ton of different teams. He was an All-Star in 2011 with the Yankees. Long-time Yankee. He debuted in 2008, and then he pitched in 45 games for the 2009 Yankees, who also won the World Series that year. He is a World Series champ. And then uh, he was on the Yankees up until 2014, then went to the White Sox for three, two and a half seasons, then traded back to the Yankees for the end of 2017, 2018. He was also a Yankee. So he had two different uh, tenures with the Yankees. And then he went to the Phillies in 2019, did not pitch in 2020. Not sure what that's about. Not sure if he was injured or opted out. But then he came back to baseball in 2021, pitched for the Rays. And then last year, he was on the Cubs for the first half, then traded at the deadline to the Phillies. And now he spent some time with the Mets this season, 40 games. He was great. And now he's a Miami Marlin. We got our guy, David Robertson. I really like it. Kim is doing the unexpected. And she's making everyone happy. This is a great trade for the Miami Marlins. They did trade Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez, an infielder in Marco Vargas, and a switch-hitting catcher in Ronald Hernandez. And Fish on the Farm, uh, he was Alex Carver. He was talking about how Ronald Hernandez and Marco Vargas, both great prospects, probably the two best Marlins prospects that are currently in the Florida Complex League, that is rookie ball. Um, Ronald Hernandez and Vargas, they're both putting up great numbers this season, and they're both in the Marlins' top 30 prospects. And we're, when you're a top 30 prospect... Uh, for your organization, even though the Marlins organization overall is pretty weak, you're still pretty good if you're in rookie ball. 
Um, and the Mets got their guys, and they they knew what they wanted. They but the Marlins were willing to give up these prospects. So they are all in right now um, at at winning. They're buyers. The Mets are sellers, despite the Mets having the biggest payroll in baseball. That's crazy to say. How many times has the team with the biggest payroll in baseball been sellers and the team with um, very uh, – I'm not sure what the Marlins' exact payroll is, but their payroll is very lo- low. And they're buyers and they're trading with a team who has the highest payroll in baseball and uh, making them sellers. This is fun. I love it, even though the Marlins did give up two really good prospects who are probably going to be in the big leagues someday. You know, a lot of the Marlins prospects in the past haven't worked out. Leywood Diaz didn't work out. J.J. Bleday didn't work out. Sixto didn't work out. I don't trust any prospects right now. I'm a Marlins fan. I've experienced it myself. So I'd rather just trade for proven talent, even though David Robertson's only a rental. He is 38. Um, so this could be one of his last seasons in the Major League Baseball. There's no plans on him retiring anytime soon. I think next season, if I had to guess, would be his final season. I don't think he'll pitch much into his 40s. Um, but the good thing is he, he's good at controlling injuries. He, he's not very injury prone if he's pitched this many seasons. Um, that's that's pretty good for a pitcher um, this day and age. He 15 years now in Major League Baseball for David Robertson would be 16 uh, if not for no baseball for him in 2020, don't know. Again, don't know if he was injured or opted out um, from that 60-game weird season. Um, that's going to do it on this podcast. We talked about both trades. Very excited to see what David Robertson has in store with the Marlins. I think that he will be the closer mainly. He was doing such a good job in the closer role with the Mets. Why would you not give him the closer role? Maybe A.J. Puck. Uh, we'll just face some lefties when David Robertson isn't available. He'll c- kind of be the setup man. We'll, we'll see what they do with Puck. And they also got Tanner Scott, who's going to still be high leverage. And we'll see what they do with Jorge Lopez, too, if he'll be more middle relief or if he'll be seventh, eighth inning. Uh, we'll see. But Skip Schumacher has a lot of options at the end of the day, and that makes me really happy. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you all for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Marlins Ryan. I will see you guys on the next episode. Marlins, a three-game series this weekend. Let's hope they win all three. I'm hoping they can win at least two against the uh, weak Tigers. Not a great team. Let's see. Miguel Cabrera makes his return. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great day, and let's go Marlins.